This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. Bo, just to kind of react to uh, Ross's thoughts here really quickly on the back end of this edition of Peachtree Football. You know, I have to say one thing. Ross gave some very good insight. And I agree with mostly everything he said. But I do have to say this. Didn't necessarily agree with the 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 Desmond Ritter take. I mean, I again, I think, and it's not just Ross. It's it's been a lot of people. I think there have been way too many. I know he's reading reports too. So uh, this again, it goes to show it's not on Ross. But people, I think, have been putting out false information. Uh, some people specifically at Falcons training camp and whatnot. But point being, people are making way too much of this Desmond Ritter thing at training camp, and you know him him missing some throws and this that and the third. I mean. People, it seems like, are just finding every single little reason to criticize Desmond Ritter when they can. It's like when you give him an inch, they they take a mile. Well, I, I don't blame Ross. He's just he he is only reporting what yeah what he he's has read, and and right. that's 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 just one of those deals. And, and just like we would react to, like um, like re- reacting to what Dak did in training camp yesterday or whatever he, yeah, threw, yeah. he threw a bad pick i saw right. desmond ritter throw a pick today and i hear it talked about later on uh on a on on, on a show in, in atlanta and i watched the play and <laughs> i the report i heard was well yeah arthur smith was yelling at desmond well you know what you know what i saw i saw okay. desmond lighting up the receiver so it looked like the receiver didn't run the route to the right depth. But if you, you know, and and honestly, the only reason I, I that was my takeaway was because I've worked with a quarterback for the last, uh, former quarterback for the last, I don't know, 15 years in Dave mm-hmm. Archer, who does Falcons radio. But also, and so he's going to talk to me about those things. But I saw Desmond get, get after the receiver immediately. And so that makes me think that uh that particular one was on the receiver uh because because you know desmond's not that kind of guy but that's also what i want my quarterback to do if you run the wrong route how many times did we see tom brady get after a guy if he ran the wrong route or matt ryan did it in his own way so i don't blame ross i i I think that was all created by what and it's crazy that one player not even from atlanta never played in Atlanta, has no ties to Atlanta, has affected Atlanta. <laughs> and I think that's with the Lamar Jackson effect. There's yeah. There became such a negative uh, uh, stigma about Desmond Ritter based on the fact that the Falcons didn't pursue a quarterback that for, for months and, that, that his own team didn't um, pay to the extent he wanted. So I don't blame um, – all national. I don't blame the, the Ross Tuckers of the world. The guys I blame are the reporters on the big media outlets who push the narrative. Yeah, and, and that's that's kind of where my uh, my issues lie. But it, it's just look. It it also is the sec. Today was the second day of the team wearing pads, Dylan. And so yeah. when you put pads on, everything changes. Uh, when you're wearing shorts. You can kind of do more. The offensive line can do less. Uh, right. You know, after talking with Mike Johnson, there's another guy who could play all five positions, much like Ross. That's all it, it talked about. So I'm I'm kind of at a moratorium with it. 
Um, let, I, I'm not going to worry about it until we're four to five games in the, the actual regular season. <clears throat> kind of like what Ross said, actually. So let's get through the preseason uh, with, with, with kind of being unscathed with injuries and maybe see what we got. And now let's get five more four or five, you know, a quarter into the season and, and let's see where we're at with Desmond Ritter. Real quick, Bo, I do want to touch on one last thing before we wrap up here. Uh, biggest takeaways so far, you've been at Atlanta Falcons training camp uh, every, pretty much every day besides what, like just two two days at the, at the very start, but you've basically been at Atlanta Falcons training camp every single day that they've had practice thus far. Obviously been out there with 99 the game in the morning shift. What has been your biggest takeaway from Atlanta Falcons training camp so far? If you just had to give me one quick thing, what uh, is there a big takeaway that you have? Um, the competitiveness. Uh, I know it's training camp, and you can say that, but I've I've seen some true kind of alphas take over. Um, you've yeah. got to, you know, the, the Clark Phillips Drake London thing to me is kind of camp in a nutshell so far where you've got yeah. guys going after other guys. I've seen Bijan Robinson um, kind of be hateful to, to <laughs> linebackers and DBs. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think part of it is he's trying to establish and show everyone he's here. You know, it's not the route running. He, like, you know, the, 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 the routes, Troy Anderson got the best of Bijan on Friday, I believe. Yep. Maybe it was yep. Thursday. I think it was Thursday, and then and then okay. uh, and I, I don't know the days mixed together. Thursday or Friday, but then on Saturday, Bijan made a point to get the best of Troy, and then he got the best of Caden Ellis yesterday yeah. uh, with this almost the exact same route, basically. But then I saw him play, uh, make a he catches the ball, and obviously you're not tackling to the ground. You're wearing pads yesterday, and he's finishing the play and instead of just running it out straight line and kind of running you know fin follow running all the way to the end zone he decides he's gonna make a cut and uh I don't I can't, I'm trying to think of who it was I don't I don't think it was Richie Grant it was um yeah I don't I think it might have been Richie. I'm not sure it was one of the DBs mm -hmm. oh, it might have been Clark Phillips actually but I, okay. I know it wasn't it was a, no I think it was a veteran guy and instead of just finishing up, he decides to cut back and kind of make just basically show him up. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that that was that created a slap. Um, the DB decided he was going to slap Bijan as he did that, and Bijan turns around like, "What are you doing?" Right. And <laughs> it was kind of a, "Hey Rook, you're gonna you're gonna show me up. I'm gonna let you know how I feel about it as you go by." Uh -huh. And it's just. Desmond Ritter yelling at um at the at the receiver for running on route. You know, the, like I said, go back to the what to me what created it was the whole uh Drake London play uh with Clark Phillips and and then Clark gets the interception and he get Drake got his get back yesterday where he he mossed him essentially. Uh I saw Zach Harrison, uh, who is one of the the team's draft picks. I know this isn't. This has gotten long winded now. Okay. But one of the rookies. <laughs> I love it. Um, he flat out ran over. I believe it's Tyler Vrabel, who was Mike Vrabel's yeah. son. And that's a that's a six seven. That's two really big dudes going at each other, and he yeah. just ran flat over him. So the competitiveness early, and and the intensity, and I think that all starts with Arthur Smith. Uh, the intensity he had on day two of camp. 
where they're just going through things. I think that's all just kind of carried over to the players. And to me, that stood out to me how intense this camp has been. And we're only, what, five, six days in. I'm so happy you finished that off by saying it, it starts with Arthur Smith because I couldn't agree more. Arthur Smith, his identity, you know, he he has his fun. I mean, there was a video on Atlanta Falcons Twitter today about um, – uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter, if you haven't heard, he got he got a, a fine for not a real fine, but you know they they had fun with the whole fine thing and about him being late to a press actually, conference. Actually, well, that, that was uh, a real fine. They, well, it, it 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 ended up being something that the AJC paid. Yeah, they, and and right. Arthur Smith is is matching it. He did say he was going to double it. Yeah, he's going to match it, and it's going to go to charity. Um, right. I believe it's the National Civil Rights Museum or 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 or. or uh, something along those lines that they're going to, they've decided on. So that, that whole little fun thing turned into a great, um, a good cause for charity. Yeah. 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 So that, then that was the video that, uh, that service today on that, that the Falcons put up today on social media. So my point being is that, you know, Arthur Smith has his fun and where we're time where the timing is right, but he is also no nonsense. And that's the part I'm taking away that I think this football team is really starting to take the identity of like, they'll have their fun, but they know when it's time to lock in and they know when it's go time and they're going to be competitive. And and like you said, all the showing up and stuff like that, you know, guys are going to let here guys, guys are going to let no other guys about it. So um, I just really think this football team is taking on the identity of Arthur Smith. And that is a great thing for the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm glad you brought up the point at the end. But yeah, that that's also I have to say that's probably my biggest takeaway is how this team is really starting to take after the mold of Arthur Smith. And that's a that's a really good thing. So. 